everyone. Welcome back to Glitter Budget with your hosts, Anjanette. And Jess. And in today's episode, we are concluding our romance movies for the month of February with You've Got Mail from the year 1998, starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. It is directed by Nora Ephron, written by Miklos Laszlo, <laughs> also known as Nicholas Laszlo. And uh, that was the play that this movie is based on. Ah. Um, it's had like a bajillion different movies and playbills. And yes, yeah, it was a, originally based off of a Hungarian play, I, whose name I don't remember. <laughs> um, and then Nora Ephron and Delia Ephron made the screenplay based off of this. But there's also a musical. There's a uh, another play. There's a movie. Blah 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 blah. blah. Anyway, starring Tom Hanks, and Meg Ryan, like I said, Greg Kinnear, Parker Posey. Gene Stapleton, Steve Zahn, Heather Burns, Dave Chappelle, Dabney Coleman, John Randolph, Hallie Hirsch, and others. <laughs> trying to think if there's any like any other big names. It's your facial expressions and body language through that entire thing. <laughs> it's priceless. Shut up. Any who's all. Yeah, so you've got mail. At this point it seems kind of like obsolete because no one um i don't think anyone really uses aol anymore well i think just the whole premise of it right so like i feel like anybody who's you know young and had the luxury of being born into what we have now not dial up yeah if you are if you are gen z you have no idea what's going on no so but i mean i feel like the whole premise of having to wait for it to dial up you know waiting just like I said, with bated breath to see if you, you've got mail. Yes. Like, it's just, you know, you don't have that instant connection and those constant notifications. Like, you have to wait until the end of your day to connect to see if somebody has emailed you. Yes. And I still remember the sound of dial-up and the you've got mail. Yeah. Like, it was yesterday. Yeah, it, like, awakens something visceral in me when I hear it. <laughs> Like, ooh. But yeah, so back when this was a thing, so like late 90s, um, stuff like this was fairly new. Like, everyone got laptop. Like, I think the cast was emailing each other during this time, and they got laptops and stuff for this specific. Yeah, it was Meg Ryan's first computer. Yeah. First computer. Late 90s, folks. And I think um, they were using AOL's 4.0 version, which was, they were basically beta testing it for them. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the AOL that I remember, though. Same. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that that was the old school shit. And then they did, they did feature the AOL Instant Messenger, or AIM, hmm. <laughs> or AIM, whatever you, I think I always used to call it AIM, and then some people would say, like, AIM. I think I said AIM. Yeah, but yeah, so that was the instant messaging. So that's email, but faster. It's instant. And then you had your chat rooms, which chat were kind of creepy. Yeah. I mean, like, there's still stuff like that today, but now they have, like, the video stuff built in. So, like, when we were a bit younger, there was this thing called chat roulette. And uh, now they have something similar, but it's um, Omegle, I think it's called. Interesting. Yeah. Remember being asked a- ASL? Oh, my God. 
American <laughs> Sign Language. Age, no. sex, location. Yeah. So all the pedos can figure out where you're at. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Sorry. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> so I guess in in other like there's the movie. This movie was specifically based off of another movie, um, featuring James Stewart and another actress that I forget her name is. But that movie was called The Store Around the Corner, which Meg Ryan's character's bookstore is called The Store Around the Corner, and that was like an an homage to that movie yeah and most of the other adaptations of the original hungarian play it was you know two people that worked together that didn't quite they kind of like despised each other but then ended up falling in love and getting together uh but they didn't realize that the entire time that uh they were pen palling each other that's like so that that element of like anonymously writing to someone was still featured in all the different adaptations, but it was like back then. So even before email, there was snail mail <laughs> where pen pals were a thing still very prevalent and they were writing each other and realizing that they were falling in love with their pen pal. Didn't realize that the person that they despised in real life was the person that they were falling in love with. Yeah. So it's basically the same idea. I think the difference with this one though is that like, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks' character, they're currently in a relationship. Yes. So it was kind of like a, a secret hidden thing. So they kind of stumble upon each other in a, in a chat room and then start to private message each other. And nothing like, there's no sexting. It was nothing like gross no. or anything. But you could tell there was, you know, they were hiding it from their, their partners. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was done on the down low. Yeah. Flirting. Things were building. Yes. So, like, they didn't share any kind of personal details or anything, so they didn't know any stuff like that. Um, Other than I think they did know possibly age, sex, location. Yeah. (laughs) Because they both knew about... They uh, they both lived in New York, and I think they both knew that they lived in New York. Yeah. Yep. Um, They talked about, like, fall in New York, springtime mm -hmm. in New York. But I I thought it was... I don't know if I found it interesting or kind of, like, silly, but I guess, like, um, before shooting... Nora um, Efron had Meg Ryan and I guess like the one girl who was working in the shop with her actually work in a bookstore for like a week and I thought that was just kind of like not needed I feel like um no yeah like <laughs> I especially because like they mentioned that Meg Ryan really only worked in the store for a day yeah when it came down to it yeah yeah and it was just like I don't know how much that really helped her performance or anything because it can't be that your bookstore owner. I mean, you know how transactions work. Yeah. You know, and um, at least, especially during this time, most people knew what, how, what books were like. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I did think it was pretty cool though. The, uh, the location that they used for her little bookstore um, was, you know, obviously they, everything was shot on location. Mm-hmm. Um, so the original store that was, wow. The uh, store that, th- it was a real antique store. Yes, it was like Maya's Cheese and Antique Shop. Yes. And they, uh, they sent the owner on vacation for a few weeks, <laughs> made it look like a children's bookstore, and then put it all back the way it was by the time filming was done, so that it was still an antique store by the time they were done. I mean, hopefully, like, it's sweet deal to like go on vacation for two weeks 
but also hopefully they were like, hey, what's your average? Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that they revenue for two weeks. Like, because antiques ain't cheap. No, <laughs> no, they are not. But I thought I still thought that was pretty cool though. And um, I think you know that with the Fox bookstore or whatever, um, you know, was in an original place or like Barnes and Nobles Noble. or whatever. Yeah. But I guess like when Barnes and Nobles was put in it there was concern that the local bookstores and stuff like that would go under and um right around the corner was shakespeare and company yeah and i think in 96 they did go under but they had other locations there were yeah. other, like branch locations for the shakespeare and company it actually is a really cool bookstore I've been in one yeah they came back though they did they came back uh once you know amazon kindle and all that kind of started to take down the big box stores mm-hmm. uh they were like fuck you yeah, what's back kinda, in. What's kind of funny is that like you've noticed a trend with like these big chain stores and not even just like big chain bookstores, but like just big chain stores in general. You're afraid that they were going to take out the mom and pop stores. Yeah. And there are like there's still a lot of demand for small businesses. So they're kind of they were making a comeback, you know, uh, pandemic kind of squashed a lot of that took out a lot of businesses across the country that have been in business for like and fucking families, years. generations, yeah. Yeah. Um but there are still some people opening small businesses during a pandemic. And, you know, some that are still going, all that kind of stuff. But uh yeah, so, so small businesses for the win. Shop small. I just I think uh I don't know, I guess with this movie in particular, I thought it was pretty cool just looking back at where we came from just just the trends you know the trends mm-hmm. of like especially 80s 90s the big box stores of like kind of one-stop shop were huge and like just popping up everywhere malls and stuff and mm-hmm. you know internet took over it's a lot of stuff's online and if it's not online like you said you have things like etsy or just personal little shops that people would prefer coming back around to like wanting that personal attention <laughs> yes so I thought that was like one of the interesting things towards the end of the movie when it, Big Ryan eventually, unfortunately, does close her her bookstore that was passed down to her by her mom. You know, she's just sitting in like the children's section, and somebody asks, like, "Hey, do you have this in the this in this book? Do you know who it's from?" And the guy's just like, "Uh, yeah." Like, oh. As you can tell, she's just so annoying. She turns around, she's just like, "Here's the author, and here are the books that you can find." And I prefer this book, and just starts crying. They're like, "Thanks, but now it's awkward." Yeah. <laughs> And there are a lot of parallels between this movie and uh, the other adaptations and Pride and Prejudice, which yeah. they mention a lot in the movie because that's um, like Ryan's character's favorite book. And while the two, so it's Kathleen Kelly and Joe Fox, those are the characters, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. And Kathleen is saying like, hey, Pride and Prejudice is my favorite book. I know you'll love it. He's reading it and he's like, oh my God, Jesus, fuck. Like, this is ridiculous. But he reads it for the sake of her. And Joe eventually finds out that this woman that he's kind of been, like, in competition with and finds her beautiful but also finds her, like, a pill, as he says, which was uh, very much a 90s saying. <laughs> um, they, when they're emailing back and forth, they finally agree that they're going to meet we got to meet at this cafe, and Joe's friend, Dave Chappelle, yeah, I love him, is like, 
you know, she's kind of got the same coloring as that Kathleen Kelly lady that you don't <laughs> like. And he's like, so what does it matter? We're like, what does Kathleen Kelly have anything to do with it? And he's like, well, because it is Kathleen Kelly. And so then Joe is like, Joe knows that that's the person he's been emailing. Yeah. But she doesn't know that, that Joe is the person that she's been e- emailing. So he kind of goes along and tries to, like, win her over. Um, especially after he does put her out of business. I don't do so like, all right. I think I'd be a little pissed off. Like to find out? Yeah. Especially to find out that he knew the whole time and like I don't know, man. I don't know if I would think that was cute or not. I don't think I'd be okay with that. I mean, my thing is like I I definitely want honesty, transparency, communication with all this kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if, if at that first encounter I would have been like, so you're shop girl, (laughs) but I think it did give him a chance to kind of like change in a way that made him feel like he, he, he changed for himself. And not, like, I don't think it was just for her, but he changed for himself to be, like, to feel better about who he was and what he's done. And I think that's probably the only way that he could have really done that without, like, blowing it right from the start. Eh. I don't know. Seemed tricky and shady. It's a little bit manipulative. A little. Like yeah. A little. Yeah. It's a sticky wicket. I don't know how to, I don't know how you get out of it. I don't know. And to me, like, I, because obviously, like, he heard some hard truths about himself mm-hmm. from her. Um, but, like, I don't know. After, you know, kind of hearing her of, like, you you know, this guy is, like, super sweet. He would never do this, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I don't think I'd be able to help myself. I'd be like, really? Because it's me. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> would have been like, bitch, it's literally like you can't see what's in front of your fucking face. Because... Like, I feel like he dropped a couple hints too. He did. Yeah. There were a couple times when like he almost gave up the goat or whatever the phrase like the saying is, but like he like when he went over to visit her when she was sick. Right. I think she kinda knew. Yeah. I think that's why in the end she said, like, I wanted it to be you. I wanted it to be you so badly. Um like, especially like with the godfather shit and all there were a couple different. There's, I, th- I hope you can enjoy uh, New York in the in spring. spring. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But apparently, um, you know, all the Godfather stuff that Tom Hanks was like throwing out and around the movie. Apparently, he has like a huge Godfather aficionado. Like that's just his thing. Yeah. I I wouldn't know. I've never seen the Godfather. Neither have I. I knew of the references he was talking about, like the head, the horse head. Yeah. The, but like. Going like taking it to the mattresses or whatever, going to the mattresses. Go, I'm uh, taking it to the mat. Like he's flipping the mattress. I don't know what it is. <laughs> something with the mattress. There's something with the mattress, and I think I did not. I would not have known that that was from The Godfather. So I would have been like her, like, "What is with men in The Godfather?" I did find it kind of cute, and you could tell that he wasn't acting when he was like doing all the lines from The Godfather, yeah, telling her yeah. to like, um, like go to war. And, like, I thought, like, that's just literally Tom Hanks talking about the Godfather. Yep. It's just, like, 
you need me to do what now? Talk about my favorite trilogy of all time? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, all right. The Tom and we said cut. We're done the scene. We're done. He's, he, he won't stop. Crew, the crew's not even here anymore. Tom. Okay. All right. I think it was cute. Uh, the first time that he goes into her bookstore, he was <laughs> coming back from a day being spent with technically what is his, was it aunt or his his aunt and his brother? Yes, but his they're both like five and six years old, maybe. Yeah. So his aunt is technically. I think that's a weird fucking situation. Oh, the whole thing was very bizarre. <laughs> like his grandfather had. Like, his grandfather had a fucking, the, the girl, the, the, like a, she's a six-year-old or something like that. And then his dad had, that's weird, man. They just basically, his dad and granddad married gold diggers because they were stupid fucking young. And they already had, they had kids. Already had, I don't fucking know. It was just a weird dynamic. It was a weird situation. And I, it was, yeah. So go on. He yeah. was out with the children. They were coming back from like a fall festival kind of thing. So he has like balloons and a fish and, you know, they stumble into her bookstore because she was doing like a cute reading, mm-hmm. you know, so the kids go in, read or whatever. And um, when he's leaving, the, <laughs> the balloons got stuck in the door and it was not meant to happen. Mm-hmm. So he just improv just opened it up. Good thing it wasn't the fish. Yeah. It kept going. And they were just like, genius. Keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, I'm watching it. And Steve's like, I just, I can't not hear Woody. <laughs> and then that's all I pictured. <laughs> really? <laughs> the rest of the movie was like Woody talking about, like, doing these things and everything. It was, it was funny. Yeah, surprisingly, like, one, th- I don't, I'm usually the opposite. So, like, once I watch an animated movie or series or whatever, and I know who is voicing that actor, like, that character, mm-hmm. and it, you know, the, they're not really trying to make their voice sound any different. I could, that's, it ruins it for me. It ruins the whole experience because that's all I can picture is the actor. Yeah. I think that was pretty much the case with Tim Allen and Tom Hanks. Like, that's their voices. Yeah. Yep. That is them. Yeah. So that, that, that ruins it for me. I mean, I don't, as a kid, like watching Toy Story, I didn't really have like a huge appreciation for who it was. Like, I kind of mm-hmm. knew who Tom Hanks was, but not enough to be like, all I'm picturing in my head. Yeah. Uh, but now, though, eh, it'd be a struggle. Nah, I can still enjoy it. No, nah, just the same thing with, like, with Batty. Oh. All I picture, which I could just picture Robin Williams in the booth the entire time. It's all I, it's all I was picturing. That's kind of the fun part, though, with Robin Williams, just imagining him going, like, crazy. But, I don't know. I thought it was cute. <laughs> So why do you like this movie so much? I don't. What the fuck? What? Why the fuck we watch it? I was trying to think of chick flick romance movies. There's a long list. What would you have picked? Of rom-coms we could have picked. From our childhood? What are the other ones? You let me think about it for a minute. I could think of other ones. Alright, go on. (laughs) I liked it. Still kind of qualifies. I think it was in the early aughts, but uh, Fifty First Dates. I always thought it was really cute. I don't think it was that early. No. All right. Um, I was more going from like, like rom coms that are from the nineties, 
and like it would have been very early on because like what 10 things i hate about you is still 1999 yeah so right. something from the 90s but i didn't want to go into like early 2000s really too much but i was going for like I don't know if you would really consider 90s, it a 80s. comedy. I don't really know actually what they classify it under, but uh, Benny and June. Mm, I do like that one. I don't know. I was kind of like, I liked the uh, the nostalgia of AOL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I mean, I did enjoy it. It was it was cute. Meg Ryan was slightly more tolerable in this one. I just don't know why you hate on her so much. I'm not like, a, I, again, I'm not like a, a Meg Ryan stan fan whatever they want to call them like i'm not like this diehard for her i just don't understand your blind hatred of the i don't woman. have a blind hatred it seems like visually impaired hatred like <laughs> you're <laughs> <laughs> it's a hazy hatred yeah <laughs> like your, your pupils are dilated hatred. <laughs> i don't i just don't she's like the same character in every movie. I she I find her very annoying. Like when she gets upset or annoyed, like I'm like you're you're just an annoying person. <laughs> I don't know. Her face kind of looks like a foot. Her eyebrows are terrible. I just don't like her. Okay. As I'm saying this, I'm like I'm a really shitty person. <laughs> I these all seem like very shallow things to hate. I mean, I legit don't think she's a great act- actress. Like, I'm not impressed so by her like acting skills whatsoever. That, I would think, is more valid than... All right, the rest is very, very petty and shallow, yes. Yes. Yeah, so but, like... I just, yeah, I mean, just her as an actress in general, like, I don't... It's literally... She's typecasted, I guess. Mm-hmm. She has no range, but like I said, it's it's literally... There's no difference between, for the most part, each movie that she's played in. Quite possibly, quite possibly. And like I said, I just find her, there's just, I don't know, there's just something about her, like, I just find her annoying. I don't know. I feel like something has to have, had to have happened during a Meg Ryan movie when you were young <laughs> <laughs> that traumatized you, and now you're projecting all of this trauma onto Meg Ryan. Possibly. I just, it just seems misplaced. I'm not saying that it isn't misplaced. I'm <laughs> just saying that I don't like her acting abilities. All right, that's valid. Because it's not like, I'll agree that it sh- it's not anything like great, fantastic, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I remember reading something about this movie, like speaking of her acting, um, I guess she had b- she had said in an interview something like that she would never do this kind of movie again. Like she didn't, it didn't stretch anything. It wasn't any kind of like stretch of the imagination for her or whatever. So she would never do it again. I'm like, that's all you've done. I d- that I didn't understand. I was like, so this was in the realm of possibility for you as Meg Ryan, as a person for you right. to do. Right. But nothing out like, I don't know. It just, that didn't make sense that like she had said that. So I was like, all right, well, whatever. It just seemed like a very random thing for her to say in an interview about this movie. Yeah. A little, I don't know. Maybe she was tired. Maybe she was at that point tired of being typecasted. Maybe. Then, whatever. I think <laughs> since Kate and Leopold, I haven't seen her in anything. Yeah, I kind of like she just disappeared. Yeah. Because Kate and Leopold, I think she, that was with Hugh Jackman. I think so. Yeah. 
And that was like early in Hugh Jackman's American film career. Yes. At least it was definitely after uh, X Men. And the only reason that I was going to see it, I did not I have not seen Kate and Leopold, but the only reason I was going to see it was because of Hugh Jackman. But it did reason. not look good. So I did not watch it. But anyway, yeah. so I agree that Benny and June would have been a good one as well. Um, I think it's like a romance. I wouldn't necessarily say like romantic comedy. I'd say, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's definitely like some funny moments in it. But at the same time, though, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a drama either. Like I said, it's like one of those things that like I don't really know what category to put it in. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily fit perfectly in either. Yeah. I feel like we could put that in a Johnny Depp. Yeah. One. Um, there's something about Mary. Yeah. I don't really care for that one, though. Ever After. I know it's technically a story about Cinderella, but it is about Cinderella falling in love with the prince. I've not seen that one. I know, and I fucking hate you for it. Why didn't you pick that one? Because I picked the first two. It's, I don't know. It was just, I one, I love Pretty Woman, and two... I also love 10 Things I Hate About You. I felt like that one came out a little bit older as, you know, you start to, hormones start to race, a little bit more coming of age. Yeah. I would have accepted Ever After, though. Then I didn't think you about it. would have stopped yelling at me for not having seen it. You're going to watch it. Is okay. that one that makes you, like, tear up or something? It doesn't really make me tear up, but it definitely gives me, like, the butterflies. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. Especially the part where they run into the gypsies and like you can walk away with anything that you can carry, and she just throws them over her back, walks away. I don't get that reference. I know, Megan. I know. We're simpatico with this. Yes, (laughs) Megan knows. I fucking do. I don't know if I know any other. uh, I'm. I feel like it's one of those things like. I'll eventually start naming off like a shit ton of rom-coms from the 90s just the second we're done this. Yeah, probably. But I don't know. I follow the formula of like, I pick two, you pick two. Those were mm. first two that kind of came to mind. I don't know. Maybe I just wanted to piss you off with Meg Ryan. Subconsciously. Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't know though. No. French Kiss I really do like though. But that's more because I love Kevin Klein. Like my love for Kevin Klein. Is everlasting. And I strongly encourage you to watch Life is a House. It's a sad movie. You uh, might not cry because you don't cry. I cry. Um, do you? Yes. When do you cry? Um, if you, you may or may not cry. Who knows? But I cried at the season final, um, season four of The Magicians. Like, almost ugly cried. Ugly cried. Almost. All right. You did cry, but you weren't sure if, sure if it was ugly. You know, like I cried, but I was like, it was. You almost, you were almost like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was. It was. It was getting kind of close. Yeah. I don't like. Okay, so this is, has to do with like semi ugly crying. <laughs> there are times when so I love and hate TikTok because I'll find funny videos and I'll be like, this is amazing. I love this. And then I'm scrolling, and then I'll come across someone showing their animal. Um, but they'll, sh- they'll they show it from like it growing up, 
and then uh, them getting like old yeah. and then they have to put them down. I literally, every time, I, I'm getting a little bit better now where I'll just be like, nope, can't watch it. But there were a good couple weeks in a row where anytime I came across one of those videos, I'd be like, <laughs> and I would be laughing at the previous video I'd come across that and I'm like, <laughs> like literally choking back the tears but they're streaming and then I have oh, to get ready for work no I teared up during a last Avengers movie okay that's I fair I cry but I teared up you know especially at the end when he was like Avengers assemble I was like <gasps> yeah <laughs> I got I got emotional during that one yeah yeah. Cried uh the first time I watched A Beautiful Mind, I cried. I got goose pimply. And again, as they cry, like, you know, tears happened, but not like sobs. Ooh. Um definitely some other stuff I've cried at here and there. Yeah, life is a house. I cried for years and years and years and years. Every time Binks died in Hocus Pocus, I would cry. Mm. With his sad little meow. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, as a kid, like, I cry basically in almost every children's movie. Land Before Time. Lion King. Babe. Yeah. 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 <sighs> anyway, so next month. <laughs> right. Next <laughs> month, we are doing sci-fi movies. <laughs> let's Let's flip it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My God. <laughs> um, so we'll be doing Serenity. Yes. Starship Troopers. Yes. Others. Fifth Element. The Fifth Element. <laughs> Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. And there's one more because there's five Wednesdays. Oh, that's right. We don't remember. We'll get back to you on that fifth one. Yeah. But there we are. We have it written down somewhere. We, we... Uh, I give Jess in advance was like, hey, there's five Wednesdays in March, so we've got to do five movies this time. We're like, right! Ha <laughs> ha! So, there, we did actually pick them, but God help us. I don't us remember if we that fifth one, man. It's a good, yeah. I don't know. But I look forward to. Uh, so which one are we starting with? I thought you said Starship Shifts in. Starship Troopers? Yes. Yes. Okay. Starship Troopers is up next. <laughs> next week. Tune in for that. If you like our vibe, please like and subscribe. We've got all of our social medias linked in the description box down below. And we'll see you in our next episode. Bye! Bye.